Happy Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, August 21st. I checked my phone right before I uh, turned my mic on so I could tell you what day it was since I don't know without Andy here. Um, Andy is still on vacation. He should be back tomorrow in the studio. He's off learning about hymns and hymnody and congregational singing, all things that we love to talk about here on the Coffee Hour. So we'll have to get a little uh, recap from him when he comes back. Uh, we have some great discussions today. Uh, we talk a lot about loving our neighbors and what that actually means in a practical sense when we're out uh, out living our Christian vocations in the world. So first we get to talk about an upcoming uh, Fall Lay Bible Institute at Concordia Seminary here in St. Louis about um, loving our Muslim neighbors and what it means to uh, talk to them about Jesus. And then coming up in the second half, we get to check in with our friends at Humanitry about uh, some really exciting things that have happened lately. If you've been following them on Facebook, there's been some some really um, inspiring stories that have happened over there at Humanitry, uh, loving their neighbors in uh, very practical, practical ways. Um, so... Those, uh, that conversation will come up in, in the second half. Thanks to uh, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about them at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining me in studio today is the Reverend Dr. Abjar Baku, Associate Professor of Practical Theology at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Thanks for joining me in the studio today. Good morning. Good yes, morning. Yes, good to see you. I know last time we had you uh, on the coffee hour, we had you over the phone. So it's good to have you in studio. Uh, and Andy's not here to say hi to you, but I'm sure he he would be also be happy to see you in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, a upcoming uh, Fall Lay Bible Institute at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis um, talking about Jesus in Islam, um, how we can talk about uh, Jesus to our, our Muslim neighbors. Um, first, uh, I'm curious about your um, background uh, your association with uh, with Arabic and with the Muslim faith. I know we were talking uh, before we came on air. You have an extensive background, which is is very interesting for me. Yeah. Well, uh, good morning. It's an honor to be here. And uh, yeah, uh, I always share my story. I uh, grew up in uh, Syria, and um, uh, Syria is ninety uh, percent uh, Muslim and. Uh, that around 10% and the population is diminishing after the civil war. Now mm-hmm. they are talking about maybe 6% or 4% and 6% wow. uh, Christian. But I grew up in that environment, uh, uh, living in uh, with Muslim, interacting with them on a daily uh, basis. Mm. Uh, and I always like to share this story that I spent my teenage year in Damascus, cross street from the church of Ananias where Paul was baptized. Wow. So that's where I spent my uh, teenage year because I uh, I enrolled at the St. Ephraim Theological Seminary in the Syrian Orthodox Church, which is like the boarding school. They prepare uh, uh, a male for, for clergy. So you go there, it's a boarding school, you study and then you get prepared to be ordained in mm. the uh, Syrian Orthodox Church. Mm. Uh, and so that's how uh, I grew up uh, uh, cross street from the Church of Ananias. But then you go a mile from there, you will see the Umayyad Mosque mm-hmm. also. Uh, so going on a daily basis, we would interact with them and uh, and, and and live with them and building uh, bridges uh, with them. Mm-hmm. My study 
1993, I was sent also by the Patriarchate before I became Lutheran mm-hmm. to study in Rome uh, through a collaboration between the Orthodox churches uh, and the Vatican. Mm-hmm. This program started after the Vatican II. So um, through this program, I was there, full scholarship from the Vatican to study there and live with the community, the Salesian order. I lived there and uh, I studied at their university. I spent almost six years there doing my master's and my PhD in uh, Christian education and youth ministry. And Mm -hmm. uh, my focus was on the Christian youth in the Middle East. So developing a project of Christian education for a Christian, for the Arab Christian who are living in an interfaith, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in, a, in a Muslim dominant. So what do we learn from this? In 1999, I came to the United States. Also, I never thought to come, but mm-hmm. I was sent by the church to California. Mm-hmm. And I started to serve the community there in 2005. I don't want to lose the whole 15 minutes talking about myself, <laughs> just a few snapshots, you know. So, so in 2004, um, I left California, I uh, moved to Texas, and uh, there I was encouraged to pursue another, another doctorate. So I started to, uh, you know, engage in, in, in an academic study of Islam. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, I was not engaging in academically. Uh, so I began a study of uh, Islam and I, I did a, a second master's uh, with also presidential uh, scholarship from Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. uh, master's in Muslim uh, evangelism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I pursued also a doctorate in Arabic and Islamic uh, studies. During that time, in 2005, I started to hang around with a bunch of Lutheran. <laughs> and I started to study Lutheran theology and Luther life. And, uh, and um, I, 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 I loved the theology and mm-hmm. I loved uh, the journey of Martin Luther because... I can uh, relate to him. He was a monk and he got this experience. Ju- the God who loves and justifies the sinner uh, without any uh, work of the law. I always like to use this uh, phrase, the sweetness of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so uh, through that experience, I tested the sweetness uh, of the gospel as Martin Luther said. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I started to pursue since that time, uh, working with Lutheran, helping them, translating a lot of Lutheran hymns mm-hmm. and uh, w- uh, worship in Arabic and uh, in interacting and reaching out uh, Arabs, Christian and Muslim in the DFW area. Mm-hmm. And I ended up uh, planting the first Arabic speaking congregation in the state of Texas, wow. Antiochian Apostolic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and being uh, certified, you know, uh, I was already ordained in a different synod mm-hmm. and uh, with two PhDs, I, they did not ask me to go through <laughs> another loop and doing another two years of Lutheran theology. Uh-huh. And so I remember in August of 2012, I came to this center here, International Center, and uh, uh, I went through colloquy. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, they decided that I don't need to do any study. <laughs> I have done enough study in my life. <laughs> so they certify me as a, as a Lutheran uh, uh, pastor. And uh, I continue to serve. We chartered also the church as a first Arabic-speaking uh, congregation. Two years later, the church, you know, expanded. We started to expand our ministry doing media. I do a lot of media ministry also. Mm. Publication, we published the first, you know, discipleship program just a couple of years ago based on Luther Catechism. I call it Love with God. Mm. And uh, and that's a discipleship Part, uh, spe- specifically addressed to Arab Christian mm-hmm. and Muslim also. Coming from this bo- both background, I see their question and I posted that. So it's it's like Luther catechism, but contextualized mm-hmm. for the Arabic culture. For, uh, and, uh, and I'm now working on like developing more like a media program mm. to be broadcasted on different international uh, Arabic Christian channels. Wow. You know, there is over maybe eight channels here in the United States that are broadcasting 24 hours discipling Muslim in the Middle East. So I I do a lot of ministry with these channels also. Wow. So the ministry expanded and we, we, we decided to move it from a mission church to a mission society. So we called it Arabic Lutheran Ministry. And uh, just before coming here, we submitted our application to RSO. So hopefully they will not give us hard time until we approve us. So, uh, so that's what, uh, where, where I am last year. I got uh, uh, the seminary because I was coming for the last four years teaching courses, summer courses on Islam. And they approached me in 2017 wanting to uh, issue a full-time call to me. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, before in Texas, beside my work, I, I was full-time professor at Baylor University. Mm-hmm. I was senior lecturer in, uh, in Arabic uh, uh, language and culture. So uh, we moved. It's This is my second year here at, uh, at uh, the seminary. Yeah. yeah. So last year they approached me. They said, uh, we want you to do this lay Bible uh, uh, institute. So mm-hmm. I gave them Two or three suggested title, and they said, Jesus in Islam, this is perfect. I <laughs> That'll think. catch people's attention. So, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have just a couple of minutes left. So um, what will what will people learn uh, in this institute? Uh, give us a, a quick, about about a minute rundown of, of what people can learn when they come to this Fall, fall Bible Institute. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, and I'm going just to uh, read... Uh, one uh, verse from First Corinthians uh, chapter one, verses uh, eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul says, "For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is uh, the power of God." Mm-hmm. And then in verse twenty-two, he said, "Jew demand uh, signs; a Greek uh, look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jew and foolishness to Gentile." I always said if Paul would have written this in the 8th century or 7th century, he would add to Muslim also. Mm -hmm. It is a kufr. It is a a blasphemy for uh, Muslim also. And I think this is what the the dividing point between Islam and Christianity. uh, The the Quran speaks highly of Jesus. There are Mm -hmm. over 90 verses that speak of Jesus as a miracle worker, etc., and a lot of good things, but when it comes to, as Peter also instructed, to the reason of our hope, 
which is Jesus died on the cross on our behalf. He he was raised and and he is lifted up in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the reason of our hope. It's 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 blasphemy for them. They said they did not kill him, they did not crucify him. It was appeared to them. So through this seminar, we are going to read the story of Jesus in the Quran and we will put it in its historical context. Mm-hmm. Where did the Quran and the writer of the Quran got these stories? And did did really the Quran got the the right message, the right um, Jesus? And then how, what is the gospel Jesus? Mm-hmm. And how do we share the gospel Jesus with the Muslim who have a completely different uh, um, view about about the person of Jesus? How do we build these bridges? How do we speak to them in a, a loving and a respectful way? Mm-hmm. So we will we will learn a lot of uh, uh, knowledge head, but also heart. How do we build relational evangelism with Muslim, yet at the same time present without compromising the reason of our hope, which is just like Paul said, we preach Christ crucified. Mm-hmm. So which is, I would add, maybe a blasphemy for Muslim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, we could talk about this for like for hours. But yeah. um, you can come and hear about this for hours um, on uh, Saturday, October 5th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Concordia Seminary. Registration deadline is September 20th. So you got a little bit of time to register. But um, this is this is a fascinating topic. Um, I have I have a lot of personal interest in this. So I might actually sign up for this one. Um, Saturday, October 5th, you can find out registration details on Concordia Seminary's website. We'll put a link for that uh, in our show notes but we are all at a time at this point so um, Dr. Baku thank you so much for joining me uh, in studio today and uh, hope to see you around again thank you very much for having me absolutely you're listening to the coffee hour I'm Sarah Golseth more conversations coming up next